0: Me gently with the chainsaw. Do I look like Mother Teresa?
1: Something is trying to get inside my body. Yeah, and
0: she's female and she's waiting for you in the cabana. And you want to sleep with me.
2: Don't get bitter, just get better. the only magical girl in town, did you? But we can't all come and go by bubble. <laughs>
1: oh, Joshies, do you really think you're ready to kill someone if you've never even finger plastic a girl?
2: Hey, welcome back. Enjoyed yourself, I would have enjoyed
0: this interview a lot more if I had gotten a cup of coffee! <laughs> you know, I was starting to think that wishing on stars was just for
1: babies and crazy
0: A queen is never
1: late everyone else is simply early. Ladies, gentlemen, gender non-conforming, welcome back to another episode of In the Queen's Throne Room, the bitchiest podcast in this corner of the kingdom. I am your host Timmy and back again from another hiatus. I swear um I d- I don't mean this to happen too often, but I mean I don't have a set date for episodes whatever, so you should expect it but this was a long one um I think this was about four months oh that just fell I am so sorry if that ruined the sound quality god I'm a mess today anyways um but yeah it uh last time um my Han episode was right after Halloween Horror Nights had ended and I did a massive three-part episode like insanity um, obviously, I needed a break. I don't think it I, it meant four months, but, you know, it was it's been it's been a weird time in like the con- the podcasting community and the communities that I'm a part of. So, you know, she took a she took a break. And now she's taking a social media break, but trying to bring back this little podcast that she loves and getting back to the nerdy shit, the bitchy shit, the gay shit, all that stuff that I love talking about on here and so we're getting right back to that jumping right into the thick of it because for today's episode we are going to be talking about the recent superhero movie release that's getting a lot of buzz um that was very long awaited um we'll get about more into that a little bit later but we are talking about the batman um from this year yep so the new batman movie called the batman that is actually what it's called it's called the batman just came out this um, past week and uh, yeah it's gone a, again a lot of buzz leading up to it, a lot of buzz right now Um I have seen it many other people have seen it and so I'm really really excited to get into this one especially since I've covered DC films before and this is a very very interesting one but obviously I couldn't do this alone I had to bring a guest with me so back again um back 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 again we have rachel rachel how's it going
2: hi it's going great just watching batman a lot and enjoying life <laughs> well, enjoying <that> car.
1: <laughs> yes yes i mean rachel has like um <laughs> conquered this movie you've seen it you said three
2: times right yeah, today was my third time seeing. <laughs>
1: Just so you know, that we're recording on a Sunday and it is 6 p.m. So she got up like mega early this morning to go see this three hour <laughs> movie again <laughs> for a third time. So um, I- I'm very, very excited to talk about this with you, Rachel, since I know you are big DC and Batman fans. So I know you have a lot to say. Also, Robert Pattinson.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And and he's in like the uh, there's like this Twilight comeback era that's going on because he yeah. he like him and Kristen Stewart are back at it like Spencer for Kristen Stewart and the Batman for him I love that for them
2: yeah good for them they deserve it
1: honestly I just I, I'm glad people are now like shutting up and they're like oh okay so maybe it, it was just like the content And it's like yes absolutely even though Twilight is, is a gem Twilight it's, it's, it's camp. A fun-
2: Time. It's thank you. <laughs> like it's a fun time.
1: It is. It is. I I was I, I don't think I would be involved in a lot of the nerdy shit. I don't think I would be the person I am today. I don't think I would be the powerful gay ass nerdy bitch I am today without Twilight. That that's yeah. just the tea. If you if you think that 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 didn't bring me this way, like, well I have a story for you. But that's uh, <laughs> that's an episode for another day. So, again, we are talking about um, the Batman uh, 2022. Um, We always put that in, like, the parentheses to say, like, that, yes, this Batman movie came out this year. Um, Directed uh, by Matt Reeves, starring, obviously, Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Um, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle. Kinda Catwoman? I know they, like, advertise it as, like, she's not Catwoman. Which she isn't kind of like. No, what were you saying?
2: (laughs) Oh, sorry. Did they really? I like hadn't seen a ton of the advertising for this. So that's like news to me. I guess I can see it because in a way she is becoming Catwoman. Like she doesn't have a full mask yet. Like. um... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, No, I I heard it from. Uh. My friend, um, Eugene, uh, well, Wade. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God! This is how you know I've been away from podcasts for so long. Um, my friend Wade, who has um his own podcast, the most lavish podcast. He big, big into um comic books and everything, and follows at everything. And he was saying that she that Zoe Kravis is playing Selena Kyle, not Catwoman, and that was how it was advertised. Which I didn't really see that anywhere, like because. In, in a lot of the tra- i mean in the the trailers that we saw like there were always like her little like allusions to, like cat like how she has like a thing for strays and she has all these cats in her house mm-hmm. and she wears a cat suit in the movie but it, it is very much Selena Kyle becoming that character um And it's like for everybody in this movie really yeah. because Gordon isn't commissioner
2: Gordon yet No um, The Penguin isn't fully the Penguin. He hasn't amassed the power he later will get. I Mm -hmm. mean, I totally... Not to jump the gun, but I totally expect if we see Riddler again that he's actually probably going to be in a different costume. Oh, yeah. Probably the sleigh that he's usually in since this is a more realistic version of him. But, like, definitely, I think, a a suit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no... 100%. 100%. But before we get into like a lot of that stuff, um, this movie, we waited a long time for like this was this was slated for like 2020, wasn't it? Mm hmm. I, I believe so. Yeah, because I, I swear I remember like a little like, there were like little previews coming out like right before COVID hit. And then because I, I, th- I think it was in production.
2: Well, do you remember when they did the DC All Access at the height of COVID? Because they weren't going to like, obviously there weren't any in-person conventions and they showed the trailer or a teaser trailer for it.
1: Yes, they did. I do remember this.
2: But they said it was like not even 50% done when they showed it, but a big scene that they showed, which ended up being at the beginning was him beating down the people with like the face paint.
1: Yes, yes, on Halloween. (laughs) Yes. Because I
2: remembered it, really was... because, remember like, the goon, to me, looks like nostalgia critic Doug Walker. And I remember <laughs> everybody on Twitter was making fun of that.
1: Oh, my God. I don't think I know who that is, but that but that just sounds, like, really funny. Um,
2: Honestly, good for you. I wish I didn't know who he was. <laughs>
1: I, I think I've heard of him, and I, I, I think there's a reason I've stayed away, so. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. But... <laughs> Yeah, this movie we have been waiting because like um I mean, just like to kind of like I feel like we ha- I kind of want to talk about like our histories with the character of Batman because he's kind of up there with like Spider-Man and Superman as like those comic book characters that people have like oh, for re- sure. re- really grown up with because I, I know like I mean, I, I talk about it a lot on the podcast, like Spider-Man's my baby. I grew up with Spider-Man, but Batman was there too. I just don't have the affection a lot of people have for him. I mean, I'm pretty, if you've ever like talk with, maybe you listen to me on the podcast or on socials, um, which fun story, I'm currently taking a break from that. So you won't see me posting too, too much um, alongside this episode or this movie. So these will be, this will probably be the first time you hear my thoughts on this. Um. But I did like, um, I remember seeing I I don't know how it happened, but I like my introduction to Batman I swear was Batman returns. So, um was so Michael Keaton was obviously my first Batman, um, which like icon, legend, love that man. Mm-hmm. Um but uh since then, like I, I mean, I also think I watched like some of like the cartoon movies, um, like the direct to video ones. Like a, I, like I, I vividly remember those alongside watching like the Scooby Doo films, like yeah. the the cartoon Scooby Doo films. Um, for some reason, and so and the, the, it's crazy to think that like we went from like Michael Keaton to like in that era of Batman from like Michael Keaton to like eventually like George Clooney and Val Kilmer. And then we got the Christopher Nolan films with The Dark Knight, which is, like, considered, like, the pinnacle of modern, like, uh, superhero films because it was, like, The Dark Knight and, like, Iron Man came out around the same time and kind of just, like, kind of fed off each other. Yeah. And it's just... There's just been a lot of, like, discourse about Batman. And, again, it's never hit for me personally never hit for me with him never really hit with me with the joker um i will say like i do i did really like appreciate um ben affleck's portrayal which i I know we've both talked about how much we love him as batman and how much a lot of people just don't um
2: i appreciate his take on batman
1: it's different that's like the thing it's um because i personally don't like christian bale that's like the one i'm like i don't Neither do I. <laughs> it it it's just dull to me. Like it it doesn't fit it, him.
2: It, yeah, it wasn't like he was the least interesting part about those movies.
1: Real it it really was. I mean, I haven't seen um Batman Begins or um Oof. the the Dark Knight Rises. Um, which like also a series of Cat too. Like uh, the but really the only two I really know are like Michelle Pfeiffer, Eartha Kitt. And the one from the Harley Quinn series. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, which I I've, I also am familiar with um, the, like, original, original, campy, like, I think it was Apple. the 1960s with Adam West yeah. and Cesar Romero, which um, I, I haven't watched those, like, in years. But that, that was another, like, introduction. So I, I'm used to, like, Batman and Robin uh, as well.
2: I own that entire series.
1: You do? Yeah,
2: I got it for Christmas one year. My parents gave it to me. Oh,
1: I love that. I, I need to watch it. it it's just... It's great. Uh, it, it's it's just fun. It I, is. I, it's just a good time. I just remember, like, putting that on and was like... I was like, oh, it's, it's... It's vibey. It's vibey. It was... That was during my, like, I think, 60s, like, sitcom era. Like, that's when, like, I watched, like, Bewitched and Isle of Lucy and Gilligan's Island. All of that. Because they were all kind of the same type of uh, aesthetic if you will, but um yeah, it's just like the Batman has kind of like evolved and changed, and now we we're getting something very, very different um with Robert Pattinson's portrayal. And um personally I um I think this might be my favorite so yeah. far. I I just I feel this is the first time like because I feel in the past the kind of focus on The Batman aspect, whereas I feel like this time we kind of got more of a Bruce Wayne story. And the thing is, the Batman is such like just like, uh, like a moniker. It's kind of just like a cover for him. Whereas like because I, even in like my early years, like I never knew like Batman's like origin story. Like I knew Spider Man's like two at because it's Spider Man and like Peter Parker are like interchangeable. Um, and the way, and the way, like, that the movies have, like, shown him, and so, like, you kind of, like, know, like, oh, a lot of what, why he came to be was because of his uncle dying, um, and that type of deal, and a lot of people don't know that, like, I feel, because it, it didn't, uh, I didn't really find out about it until, like, much, much later that, like, both his parents were, well, his father was a politician, um, and his mother was, like, um, insane, but, like, kind of got, uh sorry, I have to let the dog out. Um but that like his parents' died, so he was technically like an orphan and raised by um hit hit um and raised by Alfred. So yeah. but so whereas this kind of like you kind of got to see all of that and kind of got to see him become the Batman. So I really love that, but um <laughs> Enough about like my history like so like how was like your like thought process going into this having a history yourself with Batman because I I know yours is probably like more way more like complex than mine just hopping from movies because I know you've read like the comics as well.
2: It is a little bit. Um, My first introduction to Batman was through the animated series. Mm -hmm. I really watched that a lot growing up. Uh, I've always considered myself to be more of a Superman fan. I think I've said that before. And I've always kind of...
1: Been Interesting.
2: Because I, for the longest time, really didn't quite understand, I guess, the grander mythology of Batman. And to me, he didn't have the same hope that Superman had. I actually think that's why Batman, the animated series, is good for like anyone to watch, because that series is just full of hope. And yes, Batman is dark and brooding in it, but he also cares about people a lot and i think uh-huh. this movie to me the batman 2022 is the first i think that we are inching closer to that version of batman i think the batman from batman the animated series is the best version of him that exists um and i uh-huh. think this is the first time in live action that we might be able to get that version of him so i'm very excited for that um, but yeah, so I actually I always joke and say that I'm a covert Batman fan because I love Batman slander. I like making fun of him. I like jokingly saying that he's a cop. Um, but I also, like find a lot of the stuff about his backstory uh, to be really cool. And I, I appreciate I like a good found family story as well. And yeah. yeah, hopefully one day they will get into that further in these movies. But mm-hmm. I that's one of my biggest things is that he has so many, there's really a Batman character for everyone, which I love. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's so I was very excited for this movie. Um, I don't, it is frustrating that Batman and Superman keep getting movies and Wonder Woman has had like two, like I understand that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and The lack okay. of heroes, the lack of like heroes of color and everything. But I do really, I mm-hmm. do like Batman, so it's like it's not the biggest gripe in the world. Oh. And, and when, <laughs> and when Robert Pattinson was announced, I was like, "Oh, that's perfect." I was like, "That's that's gonna be good." I, there was a lot of names in the mix when they were going through this because originally this was supposed to be a Ben Affleck solo film, and then when it wasn't going to be that anymore, he was gonna still be a producer, and then he just had ties cut with it completely. Um, I remember for a long, the longest time there were rumors of like Army Hammer, but he also had at one point really supposed to have been playing Batman.
0: Oop. <laughs> that
2: fell through as well. But when Robert Pattinson got picked, I was like, this is perfect. This is great. I'm on board. Let's go. And then of course, like the big draw for me was Zoe Kravitz playing Selena Kyle. That really sealed the deal for me. I this is a movie that I always knew I was going to like.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and if I didn't like this movie, had I not liked this movie, I probably would have left social media because I hyped it up so much. <laughs> 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 so yeah, this it, it 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 worked out well for me. I will I will say.
1: Oh yeah, I y- you guys like you um, also like other people like on Twitter kind of got me way more hype for this movie than I thought I would ever be. Um, but again, it was just like. The fact that it was going to be, like, so different. And the fact that they casted so differently than they have before. Because I feel like, like, in the past, they've casted always, like, someone who is of, like, interest at the time. Like, I feel like Christian Bale was really popular when he got it. George Clooney was really popular when he got it. um, And so on and so forth. Whereas I feel like Robert Pattinson kind of has, like, flown under the radar. He
2: has, definitely. Like, yeah. who are perpetually online think that robert pattinson is like extremely popular um to general audiences but i promise you joanne and cletus in middle america did not go and see the lighthouse <laughs> like <laughs> i still think even though he is in or, center, or, or tenet <laughs> yeah or te- oh, definitely not like if anything people are really just going to be like hey uh that's the dude from harry potter that's the guy from twilight yeah. like I, yeah, I think that they definitely, it was a definite, um, I don't want to say like swing. It was, it was a bold choice. Robert Pattinson was a really bold choice.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think
2: that there's somebody who loves him.
1: Yeah. Because he, he doesn't like, I mean, I feel like they always kind of play into like the, um, playboy aspects of him when they cast him. Like even when Ben Affleck got casted, yeah, it was just like.
2: would bring that up because that is the big difference between this batman and other Batmen, um live action ones is that bruce wayne does have this like playboy side to him which is really like the true mask of him that he wants to come off unassuming like he's just this like rich playboy who doesn't really care about anything because it's easier for him to go about his business and be batman in that way Mm -hmm. the first i would say i think michael keaton was a pretty moody batman uh, yeah. Bruce Wayne, but this is the first time that we've gotten a Bruce Wayne who is just in live action, who is just like completely not even trying to put on any sort of like facade. Like he's going through it. He's clearly a very depressed man. He's very
1: mm-hmm.
2: point where it's like I think that you could. I'm barely. Sure he, he, he's
1: he's a it. millennial Batman. He's that's what oh, we yeah. like. It's always is the is us right now. That's who, who we. It's My a reflection is. of reality. <laughs>
2: My friend Ari was telling me today that Matt Reeves heavily based him off of Kurt Cobain, which makes so much sense. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, oh, yeah.
2: Ungeek, little, gossy Bruce Wayne. I I dig it. I honestly do. Because uh, it, it's so funny. It's to the point where I know he's meant to be in, like, his early 30s in this movie, but his age is kind of ambiguous in a way because there are some points that even when he's speaking completely monotone, he, it, it's still very whiny. It reminds me a lot of Anakin Skywalker, actually.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Stop. (laughs) No wonder (laughs) I like this Batman because, if you know me, I am an Anakin Skywalker apologist. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I, I. Oh my God. Like, it's I. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be something different when the Obi Wan series comes out and we Mm -hmm. get Hayden back as Anakin. But, anyways. But that. Honestly, you're so right. About that is very like Anakin Skywalker, but also like I mean like I know like you're saying like he comes off like whiny and bro and things like that, but I don't know how like I mean we're both like Robert Pattinson defendants and like are saying like he 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 has the capabilities like to do really really incredible work yeah like even though he has like this I, I mean like you said I I said you would TikTok earlier like he, he is so fucking chaotic like that. He's but it,
2: chaotic. There's a lot of thirty-year-olds on the internet who think that they're chaotic, but he truly is that.
1: No, he. I feel like he, he's constantly like just trolling people. He's just constantly like out there like just fuck people's minds. Like I, I swear he f- bombed his like that. I know we like we talked about this before, um, talking about the devil all the time, which was like another movie that probably nobody has seen, um, <laughs> with Robert Pattinson. Um, If you're a Rob Pattinson fan, I don't recommend it for that reason. If you're a Tom Holland fan, though, great movie. Um, But he, like, I remember I was, like, going off on him about his accent in that movie and, like, his entire performance and was like, what was he doing? But then he turns around and does, like, this in and it's like, (laughs) you were playing us. You were absolutely playing us because I mean, I think this is his best performance that I've seen him. I haven't seen The Lighthouse yet. I really want to. You know, I love me some Willem Dafoe. Um,
2: (laughs) Have you seen Good Time? Have I seen what? It's called um, Good Time. Have you seen that? It's an A- No. Um, That is apparently what really pushed Matt Reeves to want to cast him, is his performance in Good Time. Good Time is a very good movie. (laughs) Good. Um, I really do enjoy Good Time. I would recommend that.
1: Ooh, I'll I'll definitely adding you, that to the list.
2: You know how like uh, uncut gems has been going. Uncut right?
1: gems. It's
2: by, it's by the same brothers, the Safty Brothers. Good time.
1: Josh Safty. It's where
2: news. that. <laughs> it's where that meme of Robert standing in the kitchen is from, <laughs> with the like oversized Adidas jacket. <laughs> That's how he dresses in that movie.
1: Stop! Oh my god! Oh, I need to watch this at my house because we. Honestly, like we, whenever like we're having like a weird day, well and like we're just like minding our business, one of us will just walk into the room and like stand like that <laughs> and I, just be like hello.
2: <laughs> I have a sticker on my hydro flask of it.
1: As you should. As you should. But anyways, I, I just I, I think overall like Ram Hansen like just completely like came into this movie like with something out of with something to prove or to just like be like, I, I, I'm i going to put my whole pet and sussy into this role. <laughs> um, yeah, he came out the,
2: mad as hell.
1: Absolutely. Because, I mean, he he did bring back, like, I, I know we always, like, complain about, like, the Batman voice, because they, they always do it. And it's it's just, it's so funny seeing it done so many times so differently. Um, Grant, Grant, some haven't done it. I feel like George Clooney didn't really have it when he did it. Mm-hmm i feel mm-hmm. like he I, I haven't seen val kilmer I, I i've only recently seen batman and robin which camp another camp movie <laughs> um but um uh, but another example of a movie where um you feel like batman's not like the center um like or or like this the way you like watch movie for like you, if you're going to watch batman and robin you're going to watch it for uma thurman you're not going to watch it for george clooney um exactly. or, or or at least like you'll watch it for the nipple suits um those are very important. Um, But anyways, uh, I I just I I wasn't bothered by that aspect because I felt like it worked as like a mask for him, and then Mm -hmm. um, there almost was like this weird like continuity between him as Batman to Bruce Wayne. It it was just really strange because I I, know what I think it was. I think because they had those moments where. He clearly couldn't hide himself like I think one of my favorite things that they kept doing throughout the film. So we're just going to start going into the um was uh, when the politician that gets killed by the Riddler at the beginning that starts the whole thing, which I guess I guess we'll give like kind of a brief plot. So this is a three hour movie for the record. It's three hours. And as great as I love it, I will say the runtime it feels like that. Like, it, it feels like you've sat through, like, a three-hour movie. And um, I wouldn't say it's the same as, like, sitting through Endgame. I feel like it's, it's very much like a slow-burn detective story. Which is also really cool since we haven't really gotten that. And that's very much Batman's vibe. Um, more than anything before. Like, it's very much more that than an action movie. So if you're expecting a lot of action... Then um, dial back those expectations a bit, Um, even though they're there, they are there. Um, But it's very much that uh, multiple story. I feel like there's like a lot of storylines in this film. Mm -hmm. Like, so may like there's obviously like Batman kind of figuring, like kind of coming into his own as as like this vigilante for Gotham, and then Gotham is like under siege from the Riddler who's trying to expose kind of, excuse me, I'm kind of the seediness. And so he's killing all like these people that are all connected somehow to the crime within Gotham, which brings up like characters like Oswald Cobblepot, the penguin and uh, Falcone, like all, all these like kind of well-known characters um, that also brings up um, Zoe Kravitz's um, selena kyle who eventually becomes Catwoman, which she she really isn't Catwoman in this film like she doesn't have the full garb um even though it's noted because they, they do at the end call each other the bat and the cat mm-hmm. um, and things like that um also i feel like this is the first time i've seen in the movies where um we get a more dynamic romance between uh Batman and Catwoman than we have before um Mm. because I I feel like before like that they always kind of like play it up like uh, very sexual and this like I I feel like it's almost like kindred spirits um and and I really really love that it it, honestly it's sexier uh but there was a lot definitely uh, oh absolutely like mm, this movie was hot but anyways um to, but yeah, that's basically the kind of storyline is that like it's kind of a lot of like di- it's it's very much a movie where um the plot like kind of like has like multiple storylines where they, it's very much I feel like this film is as much as it is about Batman, I feel like it's very much about Gotham too. Just Gotham, kind of like what the it, makeup is of Gotham. Yeah.
2: yeah. Gotham felt like a character which I loved.
1: Yes. I've been seeing people, like, say that, and I'm like, yeah, because I think, like, the brilliant thing about DC is they've created these completely fictional cities. Like, there's Metropolis with Superman, um, then, like, where, like, the Amazons are, uh, Themyscira, and, um, Gotham. And I'm sure, like, there's a bunch of others that I haven't gone into, but those are, like, the main three, I feel. Um, and some others, too. Uh... But like it 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 really like be, because I feel like Gotham is like the one that's based most in reality. and they definitely like took to that. It's also like like the seedy one. And I feel like the last time that we got like a Gotham that really, um or in recent memory that felt, um, like the Gotham that like you kind of see in the comics, um because I, I have I read like a lot of like the villain based stories, which most of the villains are from Gotham, like unless like you jump over to like Alex Luthor. Uh but like Harley Quinn, again Catwoman, Poison Ivy, uh the Penguin, the Joker, like all based in Gotham. And the fact that we didn't like get all those people and still managed to get like this really uh this script vivid standout like character of Gotham, I it, it was it was just it, it it really made everything so rich. And so interesting that like, like I feel like this film was like in terms of world building was like a plus for. Yeah.
2: The, I will say as far as Gotham goes, um, this is definitely my favorite portrayal of Gotham. I thought Mm -hmm. um, two other Gothams I really appreciated aside from, of course, um, when Tim Burton did Batman, that Gotham was really amazing, obviously. But um, yeah. I thought that as much as I did not care for this movie, I thought that Joker had a really good Gotham. Like you really got that this was just like a city down on its luck. And mm-hmm. I feel uh, as if aesthetically Birds of Prey had a really good Gotham as well. But I really did like this portrayal of Gotham. It really did feel like sort of like if, Bruce slash Batman is your protagonist, and then Selina is your secondary one. It, this definitely felt like the third main character of the movie. I mean, I know mm-hmm. Richard, she was the villain, but yeah, it just had so much personality, and I really appreciated it. And this is very much, a lot of people have been saying that this story borrows elements from Batman year one, and it really does, uh, which is a good comic to check out if you're looking to go into Batman comics, but... Um, and so everybody is not, we've said this already, but everybody is not who they are, will eventually be They're Even mm-hmm. like, that's why when you're watching it, they mentioned several times that he's only in his second year of being Batman.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and it's like, they're still, cause you see him mess up on some things, you know, it's like, yeah. he's not yet the world's greatest detective. Like even when he's fighting low level thugs, they still get hits in, even though he ends up, winning in the end um he's not like the perfect i mean we saw it when he tried when he jumped off the roof and ate like completely ate face on the ground like
1: yeah he... i mean uh... we, we see it in like the final like big scene where like um uh, where uh riddler's like big plan with all his like little um yeah school sheer terrorists like are all around like about to like just cause absolute mayhem mm-hmm. um and like um he he literally like I, I pre- it almost looks like he's, like, about to die because he, like, can't move. And, like, he literally has to, like, put, like, a big shot of adrenaline in his thigh to, like, get him to go again. He
2: had to like, save woman. He was yeah. Like, oh, no. He was like, don't come between me and my black woman. My black queen. <laughs> <laughs> <He> got right.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, yeah.
2: Honestly, I really, like, when the movie first started... And he is going into the crime scene with Gordon. And, you know, like, obviously, we see that Gordon is pretty high up in the police department, but he is not yet commissioner. And then yeah. that hit me when the other guy who actually was commissioner came in and started yelling. I was like, oh, duh, of course, like Gordon isn't commissioner yet. Like, this is mm-hmm. almost like not an origin story because we don't have to see Martha Wayne's pearls in an alley, but a little bit of like a light origin story for a lot of people Mm -hmm. um which side note like this is the best live action batman gordon relationship that i've i've seen personally i really enjoyed them together I, i enjoyed them as much as i enjoyed his scenes with selena
1: oh yeah i i was um yeah because i i feel like they're a bit more level like I, I I don't remember who I like. I can't even tell you who played Gordon in Jeffrey like Ryan. The Dark Knight. Like uh, I, I I know it was J.K. Okay. Simmons in the in the DC Extended Universe because uh, J.K. fucking Night. Simmons. It um, was Gary Oldman
2: in the Nolan. Oh, trilogy. it
1: was Gary Oldman. Well, no wonder I forgot. Um, but <laughs> but but yeah, because like I I mean like he literally like at one like um the scene where um they have. Batman, like, in custody, um, after, uh, the, the whole standoff at, uh, uh, what was that the politician's name that gets Mitchell. killed first? Mitchell? Like, yeah.
2: The mayor? Yeah, Mitchell, I think his name was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, where, um, completely blows up, like, in Batman States, which, is, like, another moment, like, be- because, obviously, like, um, again... Bruce Wayne has, like, major tra- childhood trauma so he, like, could not, like, hold himself together mm-hmm. and realize he needed to get away even though the Riddler, like, the Riddler wasn't given his answers. Like, he he was gonna just blow him up and, like, see what happens there. Um, but, like, uh, but, like, the scene after where, like, they have him in custody and then him and Gordon, like, step out. Like, he, like, completely, like, has to, like, slug Gordon, which, like, you never think to see because normally like Gordon is like this upstanding like commissioner. And so the Batman has to be kind of like equally as upstanding. But in that moment, it's just like, fuck it. Um, (laughs) Which Uh, I thought was fantastic.
2: Their little little plan was really adorable. Um, I really enjoyed that scene when (laughs) Gordon had to like put on this tough guy act. Like he was really about to go in on Batman for disrupting things. And in the end, it was just like a diversion to get him out of the building safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like that, their relationship was honestly so sweet because when Batman did think that Gordon was kind of like turning on him and he was like, really, you too? And for him to see like, oh no, he's actually trying to help me out. Like they had a lot of touching moments. Um, One of my favorites being when they are... They are on the roof talking at one point. And mm-hmm. Gordon is just realizing that a, a lot of the police that he works with are corrupt, of course. And he says, um, Batman says, oh, I don't trust any of them. And Gordon replies to him, I only trust you.
0: Which mm-hmm.
2: is just like a great circle from early yeah. when they were talking about trust, when they were uh, looking for Mitchell's car, like the thumb drive. Oh, yeah. So, they were r- really a big highlight of the movie for me.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which, like, I, again, I never would have thought that you would think to, like, enjoy that dynamic so much. But, I mean, it, it was, it was very much them against the world. Like, it was them with, like, Selena against everybody. It,
2: because at the end, when he falls into the water, um, cutting that cable it's like those are the two people's expressions that you see you see selena gordon
1: Mm -hmm. yep which like that was (laughs) i I mean that whole sequence at the end and then when like he comes up and he's leading like everyone to safety with the flare so the the cinematography in this film was just stunning amazing i was like wow Because, I I mean, I knew it was going to be gritty. I knew it was going to be a bit more of an auteur's kind of attempt at Batman. Like, I I guess, like, you can say, like, Christopher Nolan was also in that park. But I feel, but Christopher Nolan's, like, a bit more about, like, sleekness and making everything kind of look, like, I don't know. It's very much, like, grays and, like, muted tones and things like that. And this movie kind of was, like, we're going to play with, like, reds. And yeah. blues very. and like give like a, a little pop of color um here and there <laughs> and that just like oh like because I I love a movie that like really plays into aesthetics like like that's why I really loved like Birds of Prey because that movie like very much was like we're gonna make this as bonkers as possible and then they did the same thing with the Suicide Squad and now we um just got that with Peacemaker as mm-hmm. well um which. God, he, I could go for days about Peacemaker. Um, but anyways. Uh, do you
2: know who the cinematographer was on this one?
1: Uh, I can look him up. It was
2: Greg I... Frazier, who has also done Rogue One, as well as Dune 2021, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did Vice. Oh. Very good. He did Snow White and the Huntsman as well okay oh yeah he he's done a lot of good like this because to me um rogue one is one of the most beautiful star wars movies oh yeah really i really i really appreciated the cinematography in dune as somebody who does really like cinematography and is trying to actually like learn more about it um and this the way that he used red in this that was just it was lovely. I re- I really liked it. I was like I'm moving this guy to like the top of my list definitely.
1: Oh yeah, like I I'm also like someone who just like it, it cinematography and like scores are kind of where I'm like starting like there are moments where I'm just like ooh. Like it, if a movie does it like super duper well like and the movie that another movie that I feel kind of really like captured my attention with cinematography this year was like The Green Knight, which was a lot oh. of like playing with color. Yeah. Um yeah. And it's just, I just love when, like, movies, like, can have, like, a great story and have, like, a great, like, just, like, entertainment value, but also just have, like, this beautiful artistry. And, like, there clearly was, like, a lot of, that they made it, like, very important that they had to, like, do things a certain way. Like, there was, like, a lot of, like, blurry shots, um, like, choices with, like, sound to go with those, like, uh it was just uh i i mean there are so many other like um the chase sequence with oswald and like the first time that we see uh kind of like i feel like it's like an early iteration of the batmobile
2: yeah it definitely is it's very much like um thrown i i'm interested in that too because like if these i'm guessing these, these movies will eventually incorporate lucius fox into it um Mm-hmm. this is definitely an early iteration of it but I, it was the way that it was introduced I mean I wanted to like scream in the middle of the theater it was so cool and that yeah. Reeves also said that he heavily based like that scene too off of like the same feeling that you would get watching um, Christine and I was yes like, oh
1: ab- oh, wow absolutely
2: <laughs> like if I saw that I would be scared and, and the, yeah. like honestly the penguin he was scared he was like uh what the hell is going on
1: yep oh yeah but but i i was mostly like in terms of cinematography i was thinking about the part where uh oswald thinks like he's like escaped it by knocking over like all those vehicles and all of a sudden out of just like the smoke like this beautiful phoenix comes the batmobile Mm -hmm. and just like it, it was just so gorgeous like it it was clearly like like highly a cliched moment, but the way they did it was just so beautiful, um, and just uh, I just the, the cinematography and again it's so beautiful. Like like I, I love like how many times they use like blurred kind of like police headlights. So you had like the red and blue going back and forth, right? Um, the like the reds like in um uh the club was called the iceberg,
2: right? Yeah, the iceberg lounge.
1: The iceberg lounge yeah a lot of reds used in there like uh but yeah but um aside from that another thing i've really uh I, we, we've kind of touched on it a bit but i as much as like i, I don't think i've had a cat woman that I disliked so far i feel like she's been pretty consistent i mean i think michelle pfeiffer will probably be like my favorite for a long time um Just, uh, just because it, it's I don't know. There's something like so, like significant about hers, but I really, really loved what Zoe Kravitz did as Selena Kyle. Like, it felt. I don't know. It it just felt like she came in knowing the legacy of the character and still turning around to say, like, well, that's great. Uh, This is what I'm gonna do, and. I I it, it, I feel like um definitely the first time we've gone like I feel a Selena that isn't like just this kind of manic all over the place um or like uh, like it, it it wasn't a Selena like because I feel like they kind of like where she's kind of like losing her mind a bit or she's just like a total klepto and in this one we kind of get like this kind of young girl who kind of had to make something for herself kind of had to like uh i i hate this phrase but like kind of pull her up by her bootstraps and like um just do what she could to survive in a way
2: uh she is also um I really like her. She's definitely fits the bill of like a modern interpretation of Selena Kyle because mm-hmm. this is very much how Selena Kyle is also in the comics right now. And mm-hmm. um, Michelle Pfeiffer, her take on Catwoman and the way that Catwoman was written in that is actually very special too. Um, I really do like it, but it's like just the good thing about superhero movies to me is that it is a, reflects the comics in a lot of ways that you are always going to get a different iteration of characters like the Selena Kyle that exists right now in the comics is nothing like the one that existed when she first came into comics. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's nice. And I feel as if Zoe Kravitz hers is very much like Batman year one, Selena Kyle down like, not down to a T. There's still, of course, her own interpretation of it, but I really appreciated what Matt Reeves did with this character, and then what Zoe did as well.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And again, I've I, I said before I really loved how like they played kind of like the blooming romance between the bat and the cat. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, like we, we don't get to the point because. If you've read the comics, you know that Selina Kyle is one of, like, the only people who knows Batman's identity. Like, um, and we haven't gotten there yet, but it was just interesting to see how those two, like, work together as partners, but then also, like, that, again, like, the kindred spirits and it just, it was hot. Like, (laughs) I mean, like, Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer, like, had a nice little spark but it it felt kind of forced for me um they
2: both very good on their own
1: yeah yeah whereas i feel in this version they kind of just melded it together so well and i just like i i wasn't sure how like the chemistry was going to work even though like Robert Pattinson has he 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 has good chemistry with a lot of actors he, he's done it before like i i definitely had it in tenet um Definitely had it with, like, everybody in he's Harry Potter.
2: Like, he's gonna kiss everyone he's on screen with. Like, I said this on Twitter the other day, but there were certain moments where I thought him and Jeffrey Wright were gonna kiss, because I was like, "What? what is happening? But, no, they had fantastic chemistry. It's always, like, a running joke that Batman can never be happy. Um, mm-hmm. Just, of course, like, it would be him out of all these other superheroes to fall in love with a villain, which I will also say is that I do appreciate what they did with Catwoman in that response, like that respect too, because um, you still did not that she was a villain in this, but you still did get that. She was sort of an anti hero in this as well Yeah, like, she is not afraid to kill people, even though she didn't, visibly that we saw kill anyone in this movie. Uh, she almost did, and yeah, he had to stop her twice from doing it. Um, and mm-hmm. that's, I think that when we eventually get another movie, we probably are going to see more of their conflict on that front, uh, because mm-hmm. that's a lot of the conflict that they have with each other uh, in the comics as well. They're just so... Oh, yeah. I love them so much. They're- yeah, I usually have not won for... hetero ships but i really yeah (laughs) like they probably are up there for me as like as far as favorite fictional couples go
1: yeah i i mean you know i'm the same way i always like walk like i take like a nugget of like the gays with me and i was just like you know what if and if there's any couple that is for the gays it is the two wearing masks um just like Mm -hmm. unwilling to kind of show affection for each other but like just sizzling off each other and i do
2: acknowledge like that i do before people come for me that yes selena is bisexual and i know that zoe kravitz yeah her as such in this which is very nice i don't know if zoe kravitz is aware that selena is also bisexual in the comics but if if she wasn't and she just decided mm-hmm. to play that way any anyways good on her because I felt it
1: Batman. yeah and and I don't know I think if there was a Batman that wasn't Trey which which I I think I, I know it's not like written but I feel like he could be just with like his relationships with men and and everything um uh,
2: Batman is a yeah very, there's a lot of history of batman being a queer icon specifically for gay men like yeah um, we can definitely i'll send you some stuff after we're done but there is like a huge history with that
1: mm-hmm.
2: massive
1: yeah i i mean i feel like with any superhero because of just like i i feel like that i i forget when it, what it was but like someone like had like a whole like discussion about like how superheroes are almost like kind of equated to drag queens Mm -hmm. because it's like the costuming, the character, like the, the kind of extravagance, like what they represent to people. Like it's very, very much like to each other um, Mm -hmm. that like that, they kind of have like borrowed in a way. And so I I can see that, but I I was just saying like, if like um, one were to be outwardly, like because I I don't think like in the comics like there's ever any instance where Batman is with another man.
2: So no, but um Tim Drake, who is his Robin, yes. kind of yeah. like one a Robin that a lot of people could see becoming like just the next Batman since he also is a very good detective. I believe is bisexual, and then yes. of course no lesbian icon kate kane batwoman who is his cousin is his cousin actually through martha's side because in the comics martha is usually martha kane and not martha arkham she was martha arkham in one like elseworlds one-off story so i do like that they introduced that in here as well but yeah, so there is a history there for it, definitely. And I, people always talk about the subtext surrounding um, Superman and Batman in particular. So, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's not- Or, or, or
1: Batman <laughs> and Robin.
2: <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Which I think would like, I guess to some people like kind of rub them the wrong way. But it, it it's, it, if you look into it, like there are just too many kind of like pointed things to like deny it that- Mm-hmm. this what, what people were putting in there on purpose it's like you know mm-hmm. it's there
1: you can choose not yeah.
2: to that way like that's fine but there are a lot of examples you can pull
1: yeah i, I mean i get why like people are like probably against
2: oh batman
1: yes. and robin because if it, 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 it does feel grooming it, it does it does but then like if you look at like because i i feel like a lot of times like they're very like close in age in they- certain iterations yeah. And it's just, like... It, it's, like, well, it could work there. Um, exactly. But I'm not saying, like, the Jacob Tremblay with the Batman from, like, Harley Quinn. Like, no.
2: he His Robin also is Damien. So, like, his Robin is actually Batman's son in the Harley Quinn show. Yeah. <laughs> um, But... Yeah, definitely, uh, especially in New 52, which was uh, a total reboot of DC Comics that happened a couple of years ago. There was like really no distinction in their age. It was very odd. Like Batman was drawn very youthfully, almost as if he was supposed to be in his early 30s. And it's just like the how old he was presented, it would made have made no sense that they were that far apart in age. So yeah, there have been instances where it doesn't seem like they're that far apart.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but um, we we love our uh, queer-coded superheroes, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> no. no. but but as I said, I definitely think if there was one uh, Batman to like really be um, outwardly a certain way, I think it would be Robert Pattinson's. I just it, it's all all the ingredients are there. You could do it.
2: <laughs> definitely, I can see it.
1: Yeah. and again with like he, he just has chemistry with like everyone and like it looks like he's about to like kiss everyone so like let him do it i'm sure he would
2: <laughs> that's the thing though this batman how we were discussing earlier he's he's definitely we see him being very competent as batman but as bruce Wayne, of course he's like super awkward i mean like yeah to do with the pomp and circumstance that is a part of being a Wayne and specifically Bruce Wayne. Like we see it when he's at the um memorial service for the politician. Yeah. Like how he is just like his body language is shying away from the camera, shying away from other people. He really doesn't get active until he thinks that he's with <laughs> Selena. And even in another scene that we get with them together where Selena is reaching back out to him through the eye contacts, and he's sitting at his desk like shirtless. He knows that she can't see him, but without his suit on, he's still incredibly... His body language and his facial expressions are incredibly awkward. And that is my one of my favorite parts about Robert Pattinson's acting in The Batman, is that he conveys so much with just a single look. It's incredible. Like, I have... Oh, like, yeah. I... The next time I see it, which will... I don't think, I don't, probably will not go back and see it in the, I'm not sure. It is very long, but I just want to write down every single instance where he, his facial expression just says a whole, like, page worth of dialogue. It's great.
1: Oh, yeah, he is like, uh, again, like, he, yeah, again, he put his whole patents. <laughs> what did I say earlier? I, I, <laughs> it just came off the tongue. I was like, patented. Tense and sussy. I, I can't do it again. Yeah. Um to this, he just like um let, like he, he he was like he was like if I have to, I will carry this whole film on on my back, which luckily he didn't. Um because everyone was great. I mean, I'm still like I, I mean I don't really get overly like, oh my god, wow, they they really like disappear into the role because they look nothing like themselves. I'm specifically talking about Col- Colin Farrell as Oswald. Mm-hmm. Um, be, because I, I thought he was fantastic. Um but I, I don't I don't go like over the moon when someone like just like commits to a role in that yeah. way. Um yeah. but I, still like it he, he was so great. Um again, um who who played uh Gordon? Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, yeah. No no he was great. Um who else? Uh Paul Dano as the Riddler, which oh.
2: Was great. Which well, I, I feel really funny in this movie.
1: Yeah I. I also feel like he. um, Like he. Well I feel like for what they were going for. With that Riddler. Which was just so perfect. Like. um, Because he, he definitely looks like. He would like shoot up a school. Like that, that was the vibe he was giving. Mm-hmm. Was someone who. Um,
2: it was very like. Zodiac killer vibe. Yes. He, the, the, to touch on, um, Colin Farrell, I am not a, so my background with that is that I love Colin Farrell. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, I have his autograph on a Starbucks pastry wrapper. (gasps) He's like, honestly, one of my favorite actors. I did a really inappropriate thing in college where I rented out a study room at the library and showed my friends his sex tape. Like, he's my fave. That being said, I am not a big fan of facial prosthetics and fat suits. I don't think that it's clever. I don't think that it's cute. Um, Yeah, no fat suit involved, like what Jared Leto did um, with House of Gucci. I was like, this is doing anything for me. I think this is like reductive. Um, That being said, I. maybe it's just my bias. I was really irritated when I saw him in the fat suit. you all. I really was. I was like, Colin, get out of that fat suit. And I know that this role originally was supposed to be Jonah Hill and something ended up happening with that. I could have easily seen Jonah Hill bodying this, but Colin Farrell, he really was very funny and very likable in this. Um and you're right. It's like it's very, I think it's kind of I'm know, professional actor but it does help when you're in like that sort of makeup and stuff to like really disappear into that role but yeah he was just having it's not like he was jared leto obviously trying to win an oscar he was just having <sighs> fun like you could just tell that he was yeah. so much fun and i still am to this day not like big on fat suits i really think it's just yeah. like weird uh but he really was having a lot of fun in this movie and he was a highlight in this movie and like honestly even with just his scenes alone i still can't comprehend why people are saying that this movie was humorless when it definitely wasn't
1: oh absolutely yeah um i mean i i agree with you on fat suits because um yeah jared leto um another one i can think of was when gary oldman put on the fat suit and won an oscar for so damn uh, darkest hour as winston churchill He's um so it, awesome. <laughs> uh, what <laughs>
2: I thought Gary Oldman to be very exhausting. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, that was, yeah.
1: Okay.
2: I will, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's just I, I agree with you. Like, fat suits are just like, but like, well, the whole thing around it is just like, it's like, oh my god, they're putting so much effort to like really oh, yeah. disappearances. Well, I, I, I'm like, yes, they they put on like a bunch a bunch of pillowcases. Like, good for them.
2: It's like when straight actors used to play gay, whatever. Yes. It would be. It was so revolutionary for a straight man to play a gay man to have to kiss another gay man. It's like, yeah, they were like, oh, he's so brave. He's brave for what? He probably liked that. Like, what are you talking about? Like,
1: yeah, like, like he's gonna be fine at the end of the day. And like, it's yeah. like you're talking about this in, the- like probably the AIDS epidemic. And it's like, it's like, well, well, they're they're not fine. Clearly, like, right. no one cares. But but he, he's gonna win an award for doing that. Like that which that's another discussion for another day which i I know we we talked about i think it was the last time you were on here during pride month and we like went into like all the queer films um Mm
0: -hmm. all
1: that and went into like uh straight people playing gay characters and that that kind of whole or just queer non-queer people playing queer characters um that That whole thing it's on my
2: it's about letting just letting gay men like Call me by your name without making them feel shitty for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was, that was one of, uh, again. That that one is a whole other discussion. I, I have a lot of feelings about that. Um, <laughs> which, uh, but but again, another discussion for another day. But yeah, but the thing is, like, I, I agree. Like, call like I I think they definitely. I feel like they casted this like very specifically because I feel like Colin Farrell is another person like robert pattinson who has kind of like gotten like these roles where people like just don't think of them super highly because because they're not going for oscars they're not like really franchise people
2: so yeah definitely with colin farrell when he first started acting he was very much pushed into this like this is like your next tom cruise this is your next Brad Pitt which he actually did kind of turn into a Brad Pitt but like he was very much at first pushes this like heavy action star um like somebody definitely to watch and then I think that because of his his um issues that he's had with substance abuse and stuff like he he definitely became reclusive over the years and then when he was easing his way back into acting he definitely took on more like avant-garde character roles and that's when people started seeing like oh yeah like Colin Farrell is a character actor like this is what he does like he's not this like shiny leading man like I don't know if you've ever seen him in interviews too but he definitely also has not the same type of energy uh, that Robert Pattinson has but he's very he's definitely a weird man in the best way yeah and so yeah it's like right now maybe back in the day like 2003 2004 you were definitely thinking of colin farrell but right now he's definitely somebody that people who just like film and pay attention to film and mm-hmm. act would gravitate towards but i don't think somebody like wider audiences anymore would be like they probably people will probably see this because i i've already talked to several people who had no idea that colin farrell was in this movie and then be like oh hey that guy you know what i mean
1: yeah oh yeah like,
2: Oh, definitely within the same sense. Like I think that like he—he's very much him. His casting in this movie and Jeffrey Wright just definitely gave me established actors that we know that film nerds are gonna love when we put these people in it. And then yeah. wider that they're gonna be like, hey, we've seen that guy before.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's like it, I mean, even Andy Serkis as um, oh. Alfred. Oh, was yeah. like because I feel like because people like know Andy Circus, but do they like know him? So, like, when like, they see him on screen, like, it's it's fun to like turn around and be like, That's Gollum, baby. He's like, that, That's <laughs> who that is. Um, <laughs> because he he just he he doesn't do like he. I mean, I know recently like he started doing this because he he was playing like himself and in, in a sense in um uh the MCU uh in a way uh before he was um killed off in uh Black Panther. But it was just, like, him and then, like, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz is, like, another one. Like, you know who she is, but, like, she doesn't do, like, this major type of stuff, I feel. So, yeah. like, I, I. just I just think, like, across the board, he, like, just really, like, put in interesting people that wouldn't normally, like, do things like this. Had them do it, but, like, not do it in, like, the typical way, and it just flowed so beautifully like john Turturro, another one like oh, yeah. who, who um that he he's one of like my favorite actors like if he's in something i know i'm gonna get like something enjoyable out of it because he just let like, like it's like um <laughs> i i think of almost uh like because he's known for like mostly like comedy in a way like i'll think of uh like um the adam sandler mr deeds where he has like this stupid little side role, but he's like the highlight of the entire film because the rest of the film is like garbage. Um important when Nona Ryder just getting yanked into that mess to do like all like these super misogynistic jokes, like just be like the be the punching bag for that bullshit. Um yeah. But then like they put him in this and give him like a really kind of multifaceted character of Falcone, which I'm not I'm not too familiar with him. Um, even though, like, the name, like, sounded, like, super familiar, I'm, like, I'm, like, like, I wonder what he's gonna become, uh, but, it's Um, just. So,
2: definitely with Falcone, he just usually is a mob boss, like, a very powerful mob boss, um a big thing that they pulled from which they were giving this comic out to people at their showings i think if you went to like imax opening the long halloween which is another one Mm. and from that comic thomas wayne and then carmine falcone do have sort of like a friendship so Mm -hmm. i'm happy with that but like you were saying with like the actors they did choose which is what's interesting about this is that most of these people have been in comic book films before with the exception of Robert Pattinson. But even with that, he's been in huge franchise films. Um, But you know, it's like they never amassed that following for being in superhero films the same way like a Chris Evans did, or even like Robert Downey Jr. made his comeback with Iron Man. Uh, So I found that really interesting too. Like for instance, like with Colin Farrell, he was in Daredevil. Zoe Kravitz was in an X-Men movie. We know Jeffrey Wright also does um, the uh, the guy from What If. Uh, yes. Yes, he does. He's in The Watcher in What If. So it is interesting that these people do have experience with comic book movies, but not to the point where it's like, that's the only, you know, when you look at them, that's the only thing that you're going to see. And even with this, as big as this movie, I feel, is going to be, I still don't think that you would look at any of these people and, only pinpoint them to one thing
1: which is nice yeah. oh yeah i just it just it, it makes me excited because i feel like it's pushing like boundaries like in ways that i think we um didn't expect to go and i'm just like mm-hmm. really excited like what that means for the future like we, we even like get into it that um uh like obviously like this is like the first time in a while that we've had a woman of color play selena which yeah. like was how she originally was portrayed on screen because earth the kid is the original um which was like
2: yeah.
1: huge or, for that time mm-hmm.
2: or i always forget was it julie newmar who first played catwoman or was it earth a kid
1: because uh, of-
2: I mean, they switch off and it's not acknowledged you're just like oh yes catwoman.
1: Mm-hmm. wait let me look it up i'm looking up who were the original it says Julie Newmar, um, yeah. 1966. Yeah, so I, I think it was Julie Newmar. Oh, yep, it was.
2: But definitely, Catwoman has always been a character that is like she. Like I said, like these
1: characters go through different. You can areas. hear the cats in the background. <laughs> <laughs> they know what to talking about Catwoman. With- yes, yes, your your representation is heard. <laughs>
2: Um, Catwoman, I know sometimes in the comics she's portrayed as being like Cuban too. Obviously, we've had Earth Kitt. Kit. We've had a Catwoman as Cat- Halle Berry as a Catwoman, not necessarily Selena Kyle, but a Catwoman. We mm-hmm. you know Catwoman Harley Quinn is black. Um, yeah. Recently in one of the animated movies, The Injustice one, um, Catwoman, I Guessing is meant to be black. She is very like racially ambiguous in that movie, but she is also voiced by Nika Noni Rose, Miss Princess Tiana. Yes! Oh, <laughs> That so. is great. Um, so yeah, she's definitely a character who I think like is usually coded to be a person of color specifically. Yeah. So I do appreciate that. And especially since Zoe Kravitz has said that she wanted to audition to play Catwoman in the verse. And she was told that she couldn't because she was too urban, which is just so Ooh. interesting. So interesting.
0: yeah,
1: it's like, hmm, hmm, what
2: does that mean?
1: <laughs>
2: like, what? But
1: this mm-hmm.
2: um, woman, like I was saying, with year, I remember because year one also has a um, animated movie as as well as being its own like comic book, and. There was a big discussion when that came out whether she was meant to be black in that because you honestly could not tell with the way that she was drawn in some scenes. So mm-hmm. and you know that that version of her is heavily inspired for this one. It's, yeah, i I mean, obviously, I'm going to be happy that Catwoman is black, but I really do love this portrayal of her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I really like Zoe Kravitz as an actress. I think she's very underrated. um,
1: Yeah. And I'm just
2: glad that Hollywood is starting to give her more. Like, yes, she is obviously a nepotism baby. That's fine. Um, Yeah. Babies are fine when they have talent. (laughs) But yeah, sometimes (laughs) I think that I don't I still don't think that. I think this is going to be a breakout role for her, but I still, as talented as she is, I still feel like they never have given really her a fair shake to do her things in the way that they have mm-hmm. people who come from that sort of privileged background, like, yeah. hero talent, the way that they're just always shoving them in our faces.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I I mean, I, I know, like, nepotism babies, like, we, we always talk about them, but I feel like she comes, like, from, like, a weird, like, people that, like, you, you hear, like, the name, like, Lenny Kravitz, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, but it, it's not, like, this, like, huge, huge name. So I, I don't think, like, she really, like, benefits from the nepotism, like, say, um, like, Kate Hudson being, like, Goldie Hawn's daughter. Like, the, that, that you kind of, like, you're like, oh, so she must be... Gr- granted, Kate Hudson is fantastic and yeah. can stand on her own, but I I, I... think that, yeah...
2: I personally think the benefit of nepotism is just already having, like, a foot in the door when it comes to things like Hollywood.
0: Yeah.
2: No, yeah. Like, at this point, Lenny Kravitz, I don't believe, does music as much anymore. But he still was, like, a pretty big name as well as Lisa Bonet. And it's like, they just are, a lot of people also just know them just because of the fact that both of them are so beautiful. But you're right has not benefited from it in the same way that a kate hudson has but i also think that obviously has a lot to do with like race as well
1: yeah oh yeah for sure so
2: definitely, i agree like she has not she it, it seems like she to me and just the way that i've heard her speak in interviews is constantly having to like prove herself i mean mm-hmm. she had a very good show on hulu high fidelity that they canceled after one season and that show was amazing um, she made a joke in an interview where she was seen with Robert Panson because he asked her, are, they were supposed to guess things about each other to see if they knew. And neither of them knew anything about each other, which I thought <laughs> was hilarious. Um, and he, they, one of the questions was, what was the last thing you worked on? And hers was high fidelity. And he was like, oh, really? And she was like, yeah, nobody wants to hire me, which I just find insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's insane to me.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully, be- because this, the, the buzz for this is, already like pretty pretty strong so hopefully this will open doors but i mean at the very least she's um booked onto this for the future because i mean they've already but, said like they're, they're making their own separate universe with all of this
2: yeah which, and like, potentially she might be getting a show is the rumor so ooh. that would like an hbo max i know the oh. people getting one
1: yes I, that that i did hear
2: and uh, and You know, she's obviously still going to be around. It's funny because at the end, which the end is so triggering for me, like both of them on their motorcycles going away, there's so much yearning in that scene. But he asked her where she's going and she said she might go to Bloodhaven, which is another like popular fictional DC Batman associated city, usually where Nightwing tends to live and hang out. Um, so mm-hmm. we definitely probably will see her back. I have a prediction when we do see her, she will, like you were saying, be in like full Catwoman mode with mm-hmm. actively like, cause we saw her stealing, but we saw her yeah. stealing, you know, obviously for a, a bigger reason. She needed to get a passport. I'm hoping that we really do kind of get some cute little scenes of her just stealing jewels just because she wants to, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. let, let, let get another... Michelle Pfeiffer with the whip, type of.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I want a moment. We're not going to get this because obviously she's a cat burglar, but like a moment where we saw Killmonger in the museum talking about Wakandan artifacts and how they were. Yes.
1: Stolen Ooh. Yes. So,
2: uh, stealing diamonds that were stolen from the motherland because she can.
1: Yeah. That would be Chef's Kiss. Yep absolutely uh but going back to like um us talking about because they've already like said so much um i mean there there was so much tease um so i i'm really excited for like what this is gonna bring because they're, they're saying they're building this separate from the dc extended universe it's gonna be mm-hmm. something completely different which i think is great because i think The DC extended universe tried this type of movie and didn't work and now they're leaning towards kind of the birds of prey the suicide squad like a a bit more kind of like bonkers bright colors it's a
2: perfect tone i think for them yeah
1: which which i I think is awesome because i think that's gonna take like what kind of like the the villains and the, the villains that are thriving in that universe as well as the heroes and kind of just, like, really, like, meld well together. Especially with, like, getting a Flash movie and kind of going into, like, the DC's version of the multiverse. Like, I think that's going to be great. But uh, one thing that makes me really excited, so, we obviously get like a, a scene, we we see Arkham, which, like, uh, if, you, if you know anything about DC or Batman, you know about Arkham Asylum and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Uh, obviously we see it because that's where the Riddler gets put, but we discover he has, like, a nice little cellmate, um, with, uh, kind of spiky, uh, it looked like it was green, um, hair, and so obviously we can assume that the Joker is gonna be showing up very soon, which... Again, I'm not a Joker fan, but the fact that this looks a bit more kind of like what we see in the comics and feels a bit younger and doesn't feel kind of like the old man I feel like we've always the the older kind of feeling Joker. Um and stepping away kind of from the Jared Leto's, Heath Ledgers, and Joaquin Phoenixes. Um, I'm excited what to see what's gonna go down with him, especially since he's teaming up with this very kind of um uh, a a bit more like intense um Riddler
2: I'm very interested to see what happens with that too I am admittedly not all really not a big Joker person either although I do understand the appeal and obviously some of the best Batman stories have featured Joker in it so I'm definitely not a Joker hater like I get why people are really into that character And for the most part, I do think, um, depending on who's writing him, the Joker is a very interesting character. Um, And I know that I'm interested to see if that actor who I can't pronounce his last name, but Barry Keohogan, who was also in The Eternals and um, also in The Green Knight. I'm interested to see if he will continue to play the Joker uh, because his face was so obscured, even to the point where i know matt reeves apparently filmed fake scenes with him just to hide who he was um Mm -hmm. if they choose did if they did choose to go with another actor they could i also saw something online saying that i need to find like a total confirmation for this just to make sure this actually was said i did see somebody online say that matt reeves said that this that Batman has encountered this Joker before. I don't Ooh. think... Well, he wasn't Arkham,
1: so that would make sense.
2: Yeah. um, That's what I would say. Right, because it's like, obviously, we know he's done something. <laughs> like... Yeah. We know he's done something. So, um, I, I'm excited for that. I'm very much hoping... I know you were talking earlier about, like, what our hopes were for future films. Uh, because right now, we're getting two more. I... Even though they've already done this in the Nolan verse, so I wouldn't be mad if they did not do this again. But I am a big Bane fan, so mm. I would see Bane. Um, I would like to see Bane played by a Latino actor, <laughs> for one. Like that mm. would be very—that'd be something I'd be very into. Obviously, like Poison Ivy. But um, we got a lot of a uh, one big thing—a reference that was pointed out is "hush, hush." Is a not like a super. I don't want to. I don't think he's like not. I don't think I, I
1: don't think I know Hush too too well. I, well, yeah. wait, no, no, he was in. So I I've read um, the recent like Harley Quinn, uh, and Poison Ivy like setup or oh. no wait no wait um no it was um Gotham City Sirens mm-hmm. that's what I read and I think I think Hush is in that right, briefly. I'm actually not quite sure. I I, I can't remember, but 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 I I can, I, I don't remember Hush. You explain, like, who Hush is. Um, I know
2: that um, I'm fairly certain, and somebody, I'm sure, will correct me on Twitter or something, but Gotham City Sirens takes place after the events of Hush. So it could be that Hush does make an appearance in that. Um, I'm not, like, super, super well-versed in Gotham City Sirens. I haven't read that in, like, a while. But I think that you're right, because I know that it does take place after Hush. But there's, like, it was just a quick, like, huge, um, like tight like font over a screen on the news that said hush but of course it got a lot of people excited because a lot of people do like hush as a villain so it's really interesting to see who they i i trust matt reeves too to to bring us like probably villains that are still popular but maybe not as used as they could um i've also i've have I know that Robert Pattinson has said that it would be interesting to put like a Robin, a Dick Grayson in this universe and I'm kind of hoping because I know that was like a big thing that Nolan was against he did not want like a Robin which I know that his, he was going for very hyper-realistic and it obviously would not have been realistic unless you're like living in the world of euphoria to have like this little boy like tearing people down um and like mowing through people but uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rest in peace, ashtray. Um.
2: ashtray. Ashtray, pour one out. Um, but uh, I, I would, I'm not, I would, Dick Grayson is, is my favorite male superhero. So I would love to see an iteration of him in this universe eventually.
1: Yeah, and he, he also becomes Nightwing at one point, doesn't he? Yeah, he becomes Nightwing. And he also is
2: Batman for a little while where his Robin is Damian Wayne.
0: Yeah. Mm.
2: So yeah, Dick Grayson, he's a very good character. And it, and if they are building this type of a universe, um, I mean, people have been year for year saying that Dick Grayson deserves his own movie. um, And he's very popular on the Titans, which is another thing I wanted to point out. So do you remember, okay, so the scene where he's first beating up the goons that happens early, like yes. the, guy, the face paint, and there's like a younger guy in the mix that is clearly very hesitant about yeah. Inter, like doing gang activity like this little boy does not want to do it he plays tim drake in the titans tv show
0: oh mm-hmm,
2: hmm. yeah it's that's cool. interesting <laughs> yeah um so that was like a fun little like thing i pre- he was obviously like in this before i think he became tim drake in that show but i thought that that was really cute
1: oh yeah that i mean that again very interesting that that he happens to show up in That fashion again I don't know much about the Robins Mm -hmm. at all I mean I wish I did um I I I obviously like my DC most of it has been more Harley Quinn based because she's my favorite and (laughs) I'm biased um but um I'm sure everyone's like wondering what would you like to see Harley Quinn um in the future of this universe not really um I I don't think she fits in, in my opinion um they would have to do something with her character that i don't think i would be happy with if they put her in
2: i agree there's been like rumors and i think that they're that have have no basis to them they really are just inner like internet rumors of um anya taylor joy and talks to be harley quinn in a future movie i Mm. don't i don't know i mean i'm matt reeves to me can do anything but i don't know if she would be presented in this movie in, the, in this universe in a way that i would like like her to be
1: yeah uh, i mean uh <laughs> n- not to you.
2: hard scene mm-hmm. not margot robbie
1: yeah the, yeah because i think margot has kind of made harley who she is um and kind of like resulted in like that kind of fanfare for it granted like no shade to anya taylor joy like i love and she obviously, like, fits the bill. And I think she could do the character. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a lot of the appeal of Harley Quinn is that she's so over the top and colorful and just, yeah, um, like, like there's nothing really, like, super gritty about Harley Quinn. Even though, like, she's in these gritty situations, but, like, I mean, Birds of Prey, think- like, it's.
2: We would definitely get a more subdued version of her, probably if she. I think this yeah. season, this universe would be perfect for a poison ivy to show up in.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Um, definitely a poison ivy. But no, as of right now, you know, um, I agree with you a hundred percent. As somebody I know that you're very into Harley Quinn, so I like agree with you that I think that she would be presented in a way that I probably wouldn't care for. But also, we don't know yet. Like, yeah, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. See right now, but you know maybe maybe yeah
1: i i mean now that i've like talked about it i'm like thinking i'm like maybe this is like where we get kind of the more harleen harley quinn where we get we we get her as um dr harleen quinzel and that whole story because we've never gotten that yet we've never gotten that like kind of because it's like such a gradual thing and And,
2: I know Matt Reeves has probably read the black label Harleen comic where probably it is kind of like, so I, I, you know, if we got that version of her, we might, it could be possible that they would do a version of her where she doesn't really ever become like the Harley Quinn. We know, but she still is there in a the sense because we know that Joker is in Arkham asylum. He's yeah. going talking to somebody.
1: Mm-hmm yeah and i mean maybe this is like where we get finally like kind of a sexy joker that where it makes sense that she would fall in love with him Be- mm-hmm. because th- that's how like they portray him in harleen so like i don't know Oh, now that i'm thinking about this i'm hmm, well maybe
2: no, i've never been somebody who is attracted to the joker in any way and he was very hot and harleen, I, was like, <laughs> you, I was like oh I, girl i kind of get it <laughs>
1: yeah no i i like walked away from that and but like I'll 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 uh, like like I have like it actually like hard cover. like I literally like can just like pull it out right now and I know there's like mm-hmm. one uh huge like full page panel and I'm just like God I'm like <laughs> I don't know if I should filter myself <laughs> for this but I'm, I'm like I'm like I'm like damn I'm like he could get like just like suffocate me Joker. <laughs> Oh, no, like, no. I, I, oh, God. Uh, I, I tried to filter myself and then that comes out. Um, but, like, I, I'd be, I mean, obviously, like, if it's Barry Keoghan, like, I, I thought he was hot in Eternals.
2: I love him. I love him. <laughs> I,
1: I, I, I love, love a pretty cool. Irish boy. I, I can't lie.
2: <laughs> he's great.
1: Yeah. So if they're going to take him and, like, do like, because, um, and if they're going in the direction of kind of like what he looks like more comic accurate, he's like very, like has a very chiseled face. So like, I don't know, Matt Reeves, if like, <laughs> if you're listening and you're debating this, like we're debating this, here's some ideas. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> here's some
2: ideas. Here you go
1: yes i mean like i said five seconds ago i didn't want this but now i do here's here's how you should do it
2: (laughs) matt reeves is surprisingly active on twitter too um so you know Mm. adam when you ever you get back from your um you know your extended break
1: my my little vacation
2: (laughs) we got some ideas we have some ideas here you go you know he i saw him he mentioned that so he took a screenwriting class from one of for from the writer of the long halloween and there's like a lot of references from the long halloween in the batman so i thought that that was cool that he had that that guy had been his teacher at one point
1: that is cool and and, i mean i haven't read it yet i've been told that that's like the one you need to read oh
2: yeah it's just such a good story and the art in it is amazing like yeah, yeah. You're gonna like it. You're
1: gonna like yeah, it. Yeah, that that's one I, I feel like it could definitely come like I know this movie has already kind of like I kinda like the Batman and I think if I read that I'd probably like went into it and not be as kind of like Do we really need more Batman movies? Which like we, we, we really don't. Um yeah. again, there there's so many others like like you were saying, like we um we could use more Wonder Woman movies, like more iterations of that. We could reboot we we, we could do like a we could do like a batwoman like look
2: yeah the show um i've heard that uh when i know when the show first came out on cw i wasn't going to watch it because i didn't care for the actress that was in it but now that she's not in anymore i've heard very good things about the show batwoman so i will definitely be checking that out and funnily Mm -hmm. enough since this is a new character that they introduce as batwoman much in the same as you know that like harley quinn was first introduced in the animated series and not the comics i've Mm -hmm. seen that they have brought this woman who i think her name is ryan and she's batwoman into the comics which i'm like that's always a good time Mm -hmm. um for also for people who are just listening and they really do want to read batman stories a big plus about wanting to read dc comics is that they're very easy to get into because they the way that they do their trades um by giving them such specific names and always keeping them in print is like I I find it to be a lot more, a lot easier to get into than say like Marvel is just because Marvel doesn't really make a practice of reprinting their trades that often and their numbering and their naming is really weird. DC, it's very easy to enter in DC Uh and start reading from wherever, especially just because messily enough, they do do so many reboots of their material that it's easy to jump in. So if you are looking to get into the world of Batman, it's not hard.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. Having someone who is very new to like the comic stuff, like Marvel.
2: And you it easily, I feel like.
1: Yeah, no, like I, I've done like it's again it's mostly been hardly and um something else. I forget what else I read. I, I know I got all their uh a, a few of uh well the um their their Pride Month. Um Yeah.
2: Yeah uh, they- I
1: I read all of that, which like is what brought me on to Bat um to Batwoman. Um mm-hmm. because she queer icon and that's another thing I, I love a reason I love D C too is they write their queer characters so much better than Marvel does. Um they do. As much as I love um uh Hulkling and Wiccan, um, like I love those babies and I love the young Avengers, um, a lot of it feels very much like straight people writing gay characters and it's very like paint by numbers and so you're kind of just saying there, like, like, like it feels like you're reading like the Love, Simon but superhero version um, which is like just we, we moved on from that and so it, DC just like does it so so much better because it feels like they're actually trying to write a character and not a gay character um, and so but yeah uh, <laughs> I feel like we went on like 2010 there Um, no (laughs) but (laughs) welcome to the throne room where that happens but uh I think we can say that the I in my opinion I think this is my favorite Batman movie that I've ever seen I'm guessing you feel the same (laughs) I do this is my
2: favorite I always have to make the distinction live action Batman um Mm. definitely uh I am a big I will always be a big Michael Keaton Batman but this Definitely, as somebody, as we discussed earlier, the Nolan movies, as I can appreciate them for what they are. I know that they were great feats in cinematic s- storytelling. I think they did do a lot for ba- the Batman universe as a whole, but they were not for me personally because when I'm watching a Batman movie, I want to care about Batman. And I uh, and I did care about Ben Affleck to a degree, but he just wasn't in well-written movies, unfortunately. But this one, like I really like cared about yeah this this bruce wayne um so this i would say is my favorite yes
1: yeah i agree i i feel like i cared about the characters i feel like the characters were not so like double-sided in a way where like you you feel like it's like one person playing two different characters that are not connected it it felt like everyone kind of had like this nice flow throughput i love what it's doing like to kind of um bring in really interesting actors that may not have the notoriety that previous actors have had um diversity like i know we talked about Zoe kravitz but we forgot about jeffrey wright because we've never had a gordon that isn't white and now we do um yeah
2: um, I also want to point out uh, the young woman who plays Bella Real, the mayor. Uh, yes. Oh, actor. yes. Um, Jamie Lawson, I believe her name is, fresh out of acting school. Uh, this is only, I believe, her second role in a movie. Uh, for the little screen time that she did have, she was very, like, I, I enjoyed her. And I really hope, I'm sure, obviously, she'll be back since she is the mayor, but I really enjoyed her. And I think that there's a potential for a very interesting dynamic not between so much her and batman but between her and bruce wayne so i'm very excited mm. because i do think in this next movie we will see him start to take wayne industries more seriously mm. just to be able to keep up the appearance i do i think that we're still going to get our little like emo sad gothy bruce wayne but i do i don't think that they're going to lean too much into the playboy aspect of him but i do think that he's going to yeah. realize has to start uh you know obviously caring about other things as well
1: yeah because people are gonna get suspicious
2: (laughs) oh yeah that was always yeah that's always my thing I'm like depending on how you play it I think that sometimes you can definitely tell that Bruce Wayne and Batman are the same person like but I think with this one like yeah I think that he's gonna start coming more into his own as far as being Bruce Wayne and having to play that role
1: yeah. Like like how was no one suspicious that he was just that Batman and Bruce Wayne were both very drawn to this this kid that found his father like completely like mutilated essentially. Like but, but yeah, no. I there there's so much to look forward to having this. I I definitely want to see it again. I think I might go See it next weekend. Maybe do that, then go to Mardi Gras at Universal. Um, <laughs> that'll be. <laughs> oh, I want Mardi Gras so badly. Oh, you do. It's so much fun. I've not been yet. It's uh, it's it's great having it back in full force this year. So I'll uh, I'll have to make you at some point. <laughs> That's a little deal. I'll be like, okay, be like Rachel, I'm here. Get o- get over here now. <laughs>
2: you need to be there when I get my phantom figure that i know is at that um universal monster store you have to be there for that moment
1: oh i do oh you oh you need to see a section his section
2: since you're not on twitter i have to send you this but i totally have like a batman phantom of the opera comic oh my and is existing within the story of phantom of the opera which i just you know i had to bring (laughs) up phantom Joel Schumacher also directed *Fan of the Opera*, the four yep. movies. So yeah. the Batman phantom ties are here.
1: <laughs> that it, it, it makes sense. <laughs> oh my god, I need to see that though. Oh, yeah,
2: I'll send it to you definitely.
1: All right, awesome. But I think we've um kind of covered this film very very well. So, but, but so I think we'll start to. Wrap this up now, but yes. before we go, um, Rachel, where can people find you? Like socials, whatever you can I'll plug that right here.
2: <laughs> yeah. So the um, I go by Ray the Force, R A E uh, the Force on Instagram and Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, but I don't post on it anymore. Hopefully, that'll change soon. You know, once I get my life together. But until then, like, most of my thoughts are going to be on there. So you can definitely give me a follow. Um, Enter at your own risk. I will just say that. (laughs) I mean, true, but in
1: the best way. (laughs) In the best way.
2: There is a lot of just me tweeting things that are in my head that I probably should just, like, write down because they don't make any sense.
1: (laughs) And we'd love to see it. (laughs) It's just, I mean, obviously, like. Me and Rachel became friends because of Twitter. So yeah. clearly the vibes are correct. So if you enjoy this energy going on right now, you'll enjoy it on Twitter. So <laughs> definitely give Miss Ray the Force here a follow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but um then uh but yeah, again, follow Rachel on everything. She's great. Um she's been on here many times before, so obviously I love having yeah. her around, love talking to her. Um but back to me. Um so, <laughs> the main uh, event. What? <laughs> the main event. The main event by RuPaul. <laughs> oh <laughs> the cracking. <laughs> oh god. Um, anyways. Uh but uh as um we mentioned like multiple times, I am taking a break from social media just to kind of detox, get away from it, because whether you notice it or not, if you use social media pretty regularly it does start to kind of affect things and um i'm very much focused on my mental health right now and kind of getting my shit together being an adult out on my own so like kind of need less distractions um but i hope to be back soon uh i just i need a little bit of time um probably no more than a month uh but if you still want to like just like look at my stuff my username on Basically everything um is Queen Timothy I and that's Queen spelled K W E E N um because I'm not like other girls. Um and then Timothy, my government name, and then the I because I'm the first because one the only. I am still kinda active on TikTok. I'm still kind of like taking a break from that just because content creation is very much in the same vein and I kind of need to not be perceived (laughs) um in that aspect. So I avoid that, but um where I am, am active though is um for this podcast. Um I do have my Twitter, which is at ITKTR Podcast. So it's in the Queen's Room abbreviated ITKTR. And then podcasts. And so that's where you'll see most of my updates about future episodes, if I'm looking for guests, things like that. So definitely follow over there to keep up with everything with that. Um but yeah, I would like to thank Rachel again for being on um, for this. It, it's a pleasure as always. And I'm always so happy to talk about nerdy shit with you because we're usually on the same page yeah. um, and just equally as chaotic. Um oh,
2: for having me. I was like sending vibes out into the universe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she really was. I had, she, she had, she sent her people for this one. <laughs> no joke was like, was like oh yeah this person like i'm like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense but but honestly it's always great having you on love to have you back again but yeah definitely oh yeah but you need to do a phantom episode it's gonna have to happen (laughs) (laughs) i haven't done a musical episode so i need to do something even though i think i think there's like a i think if you heard me talking about phantom i'm very much like because um, I'm like a cast defender and so I think by like proxy I've like learned to like just not like phantom for some reason (laughs) yeah I well the cast is on like the first movies that um, uh, well we'll talk about this after we finish um, recording (laughs) this (laughs) will this will drag this on long but yeah Uh, thank you Rachel thank you everyone for listening and coming back I'm so happy to be back make sure to um listen and subscribe because um we are on all podcasting platforms, Spotify Apple music, the work. So make sure to give a listen, leave a review on the ones that a like review really helps get the podcast out um, but yeah, um thank you again for listening and as always, haven't done this in while so i'm literally reading off a script bear with me um, continue to be the kings queens and non-binary monarchs in your life and i'll see you back in the throne room goodbye